conversation with Adila Fortune. Just after 3 in the PM, keep it logged on to VOCFM as always, thought-provoking heart and topics that's inevitably dealt with. This part of the program, we're focusing on how to bring out the best in others. Now, listeners, we're talking partners, colleagues, pals, neighbors, friends, all right? In the house, we've got a very experienced life coach, Mr. Barky McCree. Assalamualaikum. How are you? Great, Alhamdulillah. Uh, you know, this is a topic that uh, I've got to thank you, first of all, for choosing this topic because I think it is so important to know how you can bring out the best in others because sometimes, you know, there's not the synergy or you just don't get along, but it doesn't mean, so it means all that say, we agree to disagree. And yeah. at the same time, you can bring out good qualities in others, I think. And you can also bring out the worst in others. Okay. So true. <laughs> Very true. But let's po- uh, focus on the positivity. Hey. Yeah, I think it got, it's got to do with um, with also your, you know, some people will say your niyat, agenda, whatever you call it. But Very I think true. at the end of the day, it's got to do with, is your intention really to bring the best out of whether it's your partner, your friend, your working colleague, your kids? Whichever facet we choose, um, you've got to decide if that's your agenda, if that's really what you want from the next person. And then being sincere about it. And if it is a, a very sincere agenda that you want to bring the best out of people, whether it's your neighbor, whether it's your partner, whether it's your kids, whether it's your family, friends, then I think you need to be clear about how you go about it because if you do this incorrectly, you could actually do more harm than help. And I think it starts originally with a sincerity. The, the seed to plant is with a sincerity. Agree. To basically help, support, or bring the best out of that person. And I think a lot of the listeners won't enjoy my my um, my comment that I'm about to make. Okay. But I think unfortunately in our culture or in our community, we have been um, branded or we are synonymous for not always doing that. And I don't, some people call it jealousy or negative agenda or it's... A lot of truth in that. And we're just generally negative or we don't want others to... Succeed. To succeed in life. And, Prosper. You know, and this is quite sad because um, our community is synonymous for not very, always doing that. Very true. But it really comes down to the insecurity, right? I was having this very interesting conversation about it. And it all boils down to that, you know. Um, I don't want Faiz to succeed because you know what? He might just take over my position. Exactly. You know? Or he might be better than you or be perceived as better than you. And we, and, and naturally, because we are egotistical, we, we don't always deal well with that. But also taking a closer look at the fact that we all come from very different backgrounds and that we, all of us, we don't have the same notion, we don't have the same perspective, we don't have the same outlook in life. So therefore, you will have Tim with Tom and uh, they'll build like a head because no, I don't agree, you know, but it's how you get down to dealing with all of that, right? Yeah, so true. And I think there are no two individuals at the same. I mean... 
Otherwise, we're not special in our own way. But I think it's we've got to look at how we can bring the best out of somebody else. And it starts with what we said earlier on, that whole intent, the good intent, and then obviously um, understanding that person. And the thing, the problem is we don't really um, make a huge effort to firstly understand the other person, know the other person. We don't do enough validation supporting the other people. True. Um, Nobody really makes an effort to really analyze or look at the strengths and weaknesses, whether it's your kid, whether it's your partner, whether it's your working totally colleagues. Totally agree. A lot of people don't really do that kind of thing. But if you do a proper analysis, you don't have to do it in a very scientific way. But you, for instance, know that Hamad is not good with um, with his hands. And you, for instance, know that Yusuf is very good with his hands, but he's not very good with... Um, maybe other certain chores and and when you understand these things exactly and i think a lot of people they don't make an effort to focus on the strength and therefore there's too much in our community there's too much emphasis on the on the weak on your weaknesses we've experienced that since a child i mean when we were kids i remember when we played sport the first thing your parents would say is it's Elvia Valua. It's kind of corny, but that's the way we were raised. You yeah. know? And if you look at your typical other cultures, mm-hmm. and it's very really irritating, and you <laughs> and you see this child, and it's like, James, you did so well, and awesome, and I'm thinking... Fantastic, but, honey. And James didn't really play that well, but I'm thinking he's getting all this validation, and encouragement and, and even there's wisdom to that you know exactly. there's a lot of wisdom in that and it's just poor hamat you know it's just useless i'm in conversation with life coach in the house mr baki mccree baki welcome back all right so you're talking about ham hamachi and the listeners responding the person says we need to get rid of this kusista mentality we sometimes have yeah i think um I know a lot of people don't like it because you don't want to be associated with it. But at the end of the day, we come from that culture. We're part of that culture. It's it, it's it's like more of a negative <laughs> culture, sadly. So, but at the end of the day, um, we're a new generation of parents and stuff. So we're trying to do it differently by validating our kids, validating people, um, looking more at the positive and 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 seeing more positive aspects within our kids, within achievement, skills, whatever mm-hmm. facet we're looking at. But Back in the day, it was quite hard, you know, how much he had a tough time, you know, it was always <laughs> flopper. And, you know, and the Xavier. had a lot of negative connotations exactly, to it, so Xavier that is all changed. You know, exactly. But <laughs> we'll be know, hoping. for some of us, it made us um, maybe good men. And, and, and for some of us, um, we need to understand this. It has broken a lot of people. Um, Very true. A lot of my close friends are still in that emotional broken state because mm. of um, the, the significant others and loved ones always having negative connotations, always saying negative things, looking at the negative. By um, You know, whether you start a project, and, ah, why you want to do that project, you know? And just. It's not going to work. Just the whole energy around yeah. it. It's not very positive. So, how do you bring the best out of your partner, friends, people? If there's always a negative aura or negative energy in terms of um, what. what where it's going you know what Barky so they say keep the positivity going and you will have a positive outcome and I totally 100% agree with that so back to the example you made where you said you know what so James didn't do all that well but again yay fantastic great honey you did so well 
Yeah. And what are you doing? You're boosting the child's confidence. Exactly. And he's growing up into an adult who is now doing the exact same thing to his daughter, to his son. Yeah, and it's so easy to, you know, and this is where the whole debate of uh, about critique comes in. You know, is critique a good thing or a bad thing? And you've got to look at the context of the situation. But I think sometimes we're too critical at our loved ones. Um, we're less critical at outside people. And, and a typical example is, um, I, I mentioned this on radio a couple of months ago, it's when, you know, when somebody comes in your home and the kid um, spills the glass or breaks the glass, then, you know, the parents want to attack the kid and then you're the one that says, ah, you know, leave him, you know, yeah. this is just a kid. Uh-huh. But you're not doing that with your own kid. I mean, if your own kid does that, you want to murder him. Um, and this is what we do. We 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 actually attack our own loved ones. We we don't validate them, and, and we're very critical about our loved ones. But we're not as critical when it comes to outside people. And it's it's so ironic. It's like embedded in our culture. Let's talk about the why, because sometimes it's because we want the best out of them. It's the whole expectation around it. So it's an expectation of, 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 of what we have expected from your kids or whether it's a partner or whatever. And then when that person doesn't meet those expectations, then we tend to have a very critical view. Um, and then we have less expectations with outside people, so therefore we just view them as it's okay because it's not as sensitive or as close to home for you, you know. The next listener is saying it is also a vital relationship that compels reciprocation. So, yeah, in order I to agree. Re- you know, it's a good comment, but in order for, for, for people to reciprocate one another, and you're two different type of people, you've got to have certain elements that you need. For instance, you need to listen, you need to compromise, you need to be willing to be wrong. Are you willing to do that? Um, what type of expectation do you have from him or her? Is it always, are you preempting the worst? Are you preempting success? Or are you preempting something good coming out? So if he says, you know what, I'm going to build a bri at the back, and you're thinking, oh my God, I mean, this dude is never good with his hands. What the hell is he doing? It's already starting off with a the negative. There's no inshallah, even though we mention it in a very yeah. mundane way. But at the end of the day, to put it in a very practical sense, or loving the whole inshallah concept and the whole thing is to support the dude and say, listen, let's build the braai, let's see if we can do let's this. Let's try. Let's, you know, and then the guy before he even, you know, before he even put down the first brick, he's been, he's been told that it's, Shut a fl- down. it's, it's going to be a flop. You know? <laughs> and he believes it. <laughs> so you might as well get somebody else to do it. In the house, we've got life's coach, uh, Mr. Barky McCree. We are taking your calls live, 021-442-3530. Simply send those SMSs, 47913. You know the drill. We can remain anonymous. Stay connected via WhatsApp, 0722380712. All right, straight on to the next comment that came through. Uh, it's a huge problem in our community. Uh, people's got problems handling emotions and problems, and we don't appreciate, we don't acknowledge. If we cannot sugar people, we certainly didn't sugar Allah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good point. Yet, funny enough, it's one of the most simple things in life to do. We don't appreciate one another. We don't even validate one another. I mean, when when she's been cooking all day. All she wants is thank you. When this guy's been doing this whole day, all he wants is thank you. Yeah. Um, same with your kids. They've been trying to clean the room as best as possible. They're not going to do it as well as you did it. 
All he wants is some validation and a thank you, shukran, or whatever you choose to say. But the point is, we don't do these things. We don't do these small things. Um, people are so smart today. We are we are modern with WhatsApp and Facebook and all these things. But yet, people can't even do that through those kind of mediums um, by saying thank you for doing this for me yesterday. Thank you for um, helping me move this thing. They can't do it, and it's and. And that's the f- one of the fundamental principles when it comes to appreciating, validating, and bringing the best out of the next person. Agree. A wise old man said to me, Baki, thank you. Small word. A great meaning. You know, it means so much to the next person because that is all they want to hear is just thank you very much by a donkey, you know. Exactly. And, and like I said, we've moved... I mean, we've even moved away from basic greeting, but let's not go there. But at the end of the day, the basics, which is saying thank you, appreciating whether it's your partner, whether it's your kids, whether it's working colleagues, just appreciating one another. And I think we we engulfed in our own personal problems, mm. um, and then people want to label it. But at the end of the day, people bring their personal problems home yep. to the workplace, um, within their community yep. and then what happens is that personal problem sets off other problems um, and then it's difficult for you to deal with diversity or with people being different to you and even your own partner and this is the problem we have at the moment you've touched on something key you know the fact that we don't deal well with diversity you know that is a great problem exactly and I think in our culture at the moment and I think we're doing better I think since modernity and, and, and post-apartheid, we've been moving in the direction where people are forced to be a little bit more acceptable to diversity. But I think some of the old school guys are still back in that old rat. We, you know, halasu and halasu and, you know, that kind of thing. And so it's kind of strange to still hear that. But at the end of the day, our kids are going to schools where they integrate and they, they're forced to deal with diversity. Their curriculum is diverse in any event. Um, and then we, our generation and older, we find it maybe a little bit more difficult to deal with that level of diversity, whether your partner's different or your kids are different to you or your neighbor's different to you. Or, and, and, and people can't deal with that because um, it's human nature that you want people to be like you or to think like you. So you'd find that one partner tries and change the other partner because this is what I want. Exactly, and then you can't actually bring the best out of each other because your ideology or your idea of the best completely different is about you must be like me, mm. you know, <laughs> or I want you to be more assertive because I'm assertive. I want you to be more um, confident, wha- or no, well, we've touched on that quite a bit, but uh, perhaps more um, hmm, well mannered. Yeah, and I think the the one that comes up often is is organized. I mean, you want your partner to be more organized or organized, but because you organized, and that's human nature. But at the end of the day, if she's not organized, then she's maybe organized in a different way, not the way you are organized. Comes Um, back to the different strengths. Exactly. Maybe she's more spiritual than you, and you lack within that spirituality within the relationship, but she doesn't put pressure on you to be more spiritual. So couples don't know how to do this, you know, and, and at the end of the day, um, it's that inability to bring the best out of each other. It's that inability to nurture or guide or support and then nudge your partner or your loved ones or even if it's your working colleague mm-hmm. or whoever it yeah. is into a direction where they can be the best that they can be, but understand the person. 
agree. SA signifies diversity, the person says, yet we still have such a long way to go. Just accept and embrace. And on the volgende luisteraar sê, we know that it's so sad that our community breaks themselves down. It's just basic good manners. Yeah, and I think it's, it's sad. I mean, I, I, I remember how, I mean, uh, back in the day when I worked in Strand and, and in places like that, it was actually quite comical to see people in our community running themselves down, always thinking uh, another race or culture is better than them. And I, and I found it like hilarious. But at the end of the day, you could see it was embedded in them. They were raised this way mm-hmm. and they actually ran themselves down. And I think we've we got to get to a point where you got to understand your qualities, your strengths, how far you can go. Um, and, 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 and the world's your oyster. But it's, it's sadly, we're not being raised in a, uh, in a way where you could actually believe that and do it. I love this comment that came through. The listener says, it's important to complement each other and thereby teaching your offsprings the same values. Monkey see, monkey do. We always talk about that. Exactly. And I think it's one of the most simple things to do, which we said earlier on. I mean, if you can complement, I mean, you, whether, it's, whether it's only one thing that they do, your loved ones, or two things, focus on the two good things that they do. And, they, and it's very difficult. People can't do that. <laughs> Listen to this one. Hello, Mutala Copper Organize. Interesting, interesting. Please keep it rolling. 47913. <laughs> Stay connected via WhatsApp 0722380712. Here's Mira's welcome to Skarkel. You know the drill. I'm chatting to life coach Barky McCree. So the next listener is saying, my issue is if you don't want to bring the best out in others or not appreciate well and good, then let it drop off on yourself, man. Gee whiz, they say. So that, they're very, that, that's uh-huh. a very good point because what I also find, which we, we, which we not doing well in as well, is the thing is if you cannot bring the best out of others, one other good way is to bring the best out of yourself. And therefore, it does also rub off on the people around you, whether it's in the house or at work uh, with your partner, whoever. It, when you um, express that kind of success or happiness or um, just doing well and, 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 and moving forward, you'll find that the people around you kind of it, it rubs off on them. And people don't seem to understand the power of that. Is when you become the best that you can be, mm. others tend to either go the other way they feel a bit um, threatened by it but most people will actually feel well if she can do it i can do it true the volgende luisteraar say what will happen if the mother and father if they do not portray the same values and objectives in their house thank you so much for sharing that listener that's the norm and i think it's got to do with timing i mean a, a lot of couples don't understand this it's got to do with timing in terms of where each one is at sometimes you'll find your spouse um is at a stage where they just become for instance very spiritual suddenly the guy or the woman wants to make salah every waktu but the the partner's not moved mm. in that same direction and True. you'll find that they they don't it appears like they don't share the same values but mm. it's all about timing and if you give your partner enough time and nudge and 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 persist in terms of bringing the best out of yourself and guiding you'll find the partner will follow suit but mm. the sad part is it there's this huge expectation 
that when you do it, the partner has to do it as well immediately. And likewise with it is, um, it's not just about being spiritual, it's about being more assertive, um, whether you're more organized, suddenly you're more organized because for some odd reason for four years you weren't organized and for the next lot, for the last three months you were a very you organized think. person. Right. Now you're expecting your partner to be super organized as well. It doesn't work that way. And this is when people, um, it appears like they're not on the same level, but yep. it's actually the timing. Agree. All right, if organized and I say, I think we must criticize less. Of course, um, it's, it's the easiest thing in the world to do to criticize. It's um, it's 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 easier for us to look at somebody else's shortcomings because it's always more prevalent. It's more obvious, but it takes more effort to look at what he or she or people these strings, and therefore, if you focus on that, I mean. Uh, we can go for on a, from a religious point of view. Our beloved Prophet, peace be upon him, he used, to, he used to say this all the time. If you have nothing good to say, then don't say something at Hush all. Up. So it's so obvious. I mean, the stuff we're talking about is obvious. It's stuff we know. We just need to apply it. But we're finding it very difficult to apply. I love the next comment that came through. And the listener says, honesty and integrity are both very important qualities. Of course, um, you cannot appreciate someone in any way if the foundation is not honesty and integrity. Because then spillers must to nil. You know, at the end of the day, maybe we must, you know, we should get to a stage where people should stop spilling to nil. You know, it's actually quite funny. <laughs> you know, everybody does it. And it's just maybe a survival kit. I think one of one one day me and you did this whole show on survival. Right. And and, and the old Tunil spill thing is most probably the most prevalent thing to do in order to survive with it's your family life, work, whatever. But I think maybe if you cut down on the old Tunil spill and Keep there's more drill. honesty and right. integrity and you can be real about things, you'll be surprised we can actually bring the best out of each other. But it's that fear of um of not doing it that way that makes people you know, distrust, and then there's not that bond, that connection. And I want to talk afterwards about that, the whole issue of love versus connection. The next listener says, I did so many courses, so many jobs, but never, ever succeeds. Why? That is the question. I think it really comes back down to, we made the example of Hamad being put down all the time, parents don't compliment, or he's just getting negative feedback. And in this case, it's even a little bit worse. Just from that little SMS, you can pick up that this individual is also coming down on, I don't know if it's a him or her, coming down on, 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 on himself or herself. So before they even get the critique from society, neighbors, friends, loved ones, Lost faith. they've already criticized themselves. Mm. So it's your perception of success, the fact that you've won, that you did do the causes and that you've mm. gone is a success story on its own. And I'm... I mean, Richard Branson, the whole, you know, the guy who earns virgin products, I mean, he, he clearly says, even if you fall on your face, then it means you, you've moved forward. Just to fall on your face requires right. moving forward. And, and even though it sounds cynical, at the end of the day, it's about taking the opportunity. And this person has done that, done mm. causes, does that. He or she doesn't even realize how well they've been doing. Mm. But it, take, it requires somebody to, to, to explain it to them. Straight on to the messages. The person says, well, I'm good at something, but not financially successful, but good at teaching others what I'm doing. And the people I'm teaching become financially successful. And because others are successful in what I'm teaching, 
I'm considered a loser. But I feel good in what I'm doing because I feel I'm serving my purpose. I feel Allah have a different purpose for me. And it might not be financial because I'm not really a dunya person. Is my thinking wrong or what? I'm happy within myself. He hard to that. Love the fact that you're happy and that you acknowledging that you're great. It's actually, it's actually quite funny. I mean, she's actually answered her own questions because pretty much you don't pretty need, much you don't need a better answer than that. She's already successful. It's just basically um, changing her perspective on what that type of success is. And I think some of us in this dunya will be good teachers, and some of us will be financially equitable, better than others. Some people. Will, it depends how you perceive success, and I think. This individual's already um, done so well, and it's just about turning one or two things around and then um, making her understand that her perspective of success is maybe should be revisited. <laughs> I love the next comment that came through. It is so true, Barky McCree, that everybody wants to spiel to Neil as if they're going to get paid to do that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> Some of them do get paid to do that. <laughs> I think it's in our, it's in our blood. You know, it's in our blood. I mean, we've been raised to spiel to Neil. And it's part of our survival kit. We had to do this in apartheid, you know, wherever we go. And then post-apartheid, I think some of us have just taken it to another level. Right. Want for others what you want for yourself. Don't do unto others what you don't want to have done unto yourself. No malicious intention, but the wheel turns. And when it turns, it turns pretty badly. And I talk about this all the time, that life's pretty much like a boomerang. You know, when it hits you, it hits you so hard. Yeah, and you know what? This person has really um, touched me now with that comment because at the end of the day, it's a comment that I mention a lot when I do workshops and stuff uh -huh. because there's a beautiful ayah that explains the same thing. At the end of the day, we are we are not mentally... From an Islamic point of view, religious point of view, we are not in that mental space where we want for others what we want for ourselves, which right. is quite sad. Because mm. we live in a very jealous world. We live in a world where... Um, Envy is pretty know, much on top of the list. Exactly. Where it's all about the individual. And, and I like what she said there, and it's about wanting for others what you want for yourself. But are you able to apply it? In actual fact, in a physical form. So a lot of people mention it in a very um, mundane way, but they they find it very difficult to apply. And I mean, two weeks ago we were talking about your cousin in Mitchell's playing, can't afford school fees, yeah. but you're doing well, you're living in an upper middle class community, mm. and it's going to cost you 1,800 rand to help her or him. Mm. And you're not doing it. So we're all talking this talk, and, yeah, nobody's, put, it. and nobody's really applying it. So Wanting something for someone else and meaning it and then applying it is a different level. Totally. Fokhan Ian says, May Allah bless all of humankind with great success and inner peace. Amen. Just embrace Allah's decree, words of wisdom. Exactly. And I think if we do that um, subconsciously already, it, life in itself starts off with a positive note. It totally starts agree. off with that whole niyat or the whole idea, the whole ideology that I've surrendered myself to uh, to my Creator and therefore I'm starting off already on a positive note. Therefore, it's easier to bring the best out of myself and others. And that's that caller was probably coming very much from a spiritual point of view, but it's, it's a good point. <laughs> um, on to the next comment. Um, we can hide, but Allah will flack us open like a snook. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just reading it as it is. Okay. Die volgende luisteraar sê, Anabie Mohammed sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I will guarantee you the middle part of Jannah if you always tell the truth, for truth is purity. Precies. Yeah. And I think you mentioned it earlier when you were reading of um, what the one caller was saying, um, and, and, and that's that honesty, that old truthfulness and, 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 and sincerity. And mm. that's when we can appreciate one another, but in a sincere way. There's no need to, to kneel. The whole idea is to be pure and it's to be honest about your intention. And I think too, too much and too many of us, we are not doing that. Love the next comment that came through. You resolve differences by compassion, kindness, and an open heart, which hold Allah's uh, nur. When we close our hearts and restore within one's head space, we are in ego, and this is a negative space which will have very bad outcomes. Yeah, we all know that. I mean, we all know that the ego in itself has a negative space, and therefore. Most males or most of us live within a very egotistical um, psyche world um, and therefore it's about ourselves, about achievement, it's about success, it's about um, um, attaining things, you know, and, and, and the more we attain things, the more we, we, we lose our level of spirituality and then the people when they get old, they get to 60 and, 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 and 65 and 70, they start realizing everything that they've attained and accumulated and, and, and that success was a misconception, it was a mirage. And, and, and why should you wait till then to, to experience that? And that's when you don't understand true success. Talking about success, the next comment that came through, the foundation of success is always teamwork, the next listener is saying. Teamwork, I mean, we all know this. I mean, even when it's with wealth, with family, with everything, with, with work, everything in life is always done better when we do it as a group. I mean, and this is why we've, we always encourage to do things together as a group because it's more powerful. There's a unity and there's a protection, there's a security attached to group. Anything you do in a group um, just provides that level of security and, 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 and success, which is harder to accomplish as an individual. You know, this week I spoke a lot about, well, the, the sheikh in the studio spoke a lot about leadership and what it really means in Islam. But if we take a closer look at, at leader, right? As a leader, your focus changes, okay? I want you to chat a little bit about this. So your number one priority is to bring out the best in others, and that is what we're talking about today. But then you've got to ask yourself the question, how many leaders, if you really take a look at them, are doing just that? Yeah, but firstly, before he can bring or she can bring the best out of others, that person is already scrutinized and, 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 and evaluated as if we're going to first see if you can bring the best out of yourself. Mm. And it's very difficult if you want to be this leader, but you're not a leader in terms from a role modeling point of view. True. So the problem with this whole leader concept and bringing the best out of others is to also look at how you can bring the best out of yourself. And then it, it makes your job so much easier to then bring the best out of others. And it's really back to what you focus on quite a bit in your line of work as well, where you focus on the dire, that need for introspection, that need of, you know, I need to acknowledge. Inner growth, you know, and yeah. all, it's, it's all about inner growth and it's about, um, 
you know, we, we talk about wealth, we talk about success, we can talk about different things. I mean, we live in a global world where you need to do things. You need to pay bills, you need to pay your kids' school fees, you need to do a lot of things. But in the same breath, parallel to that, you need to have a level of inner peace or a mm. level of um, consciousness of what who you are. And if you don't blend it in together, then you're not really a complete, balanced human being. True. How many of us really have that inner peace? Something to think about, huh? S sadly, not a lot of us. And this is why we are society that hustle and bustle and we need to Frenetic do the thing. pace. And how do you yeah. then, in terms of our topic for today, how do you then bring the best out of somebody else? Can't. When you're in, the, when you're in a mental space where you're trying to survive, which we were saying three mm. weeks ago, yeah. you're in a state of mental survival and physical survival, and how does somebody who's in a mental and physical state of survival, whether it's financial, emotional, in a relationship, whatever, how do you manage to bring the best out of us? In the house, we've got a life coach, Mr. Barky McCree. We'll share the details in a short moment. Very quickly on to, and this is the final SMS for today. I think I can be financially successful, but if I see what financial success does to people, I don't really wish to be successful. Could that be one of my problems? And should I change my way of thinking? Yeah, I think we spoke about it two weeks ago when we spoke about everybody's um, very familiar with fear of failure, but not a lot of people talk about fear of success. A lot of people are fearful of being too successful mm. because they may be equated with a, a spiritual element. It's like they fear that it will make them less um, spiritual and all those connotations. But this individual's got to look at how she or he can basically control that success and mm. how that success can be we call it the opera the opera syndrome how that success can be of value to others so if you make too much money and you're uncomfortable with it give most of it away but at the end of the day pass it on to voice of the cape <laughs> it shouldn't inhibit you to be <laughs> more successful right you know so um i think there's a misconception with that so a lot of people fear too much success because mm. it might change the identity or who they are their humbleness or maybe their sense of humility um, and that's debatable. That individual needs to maybe look at one or two things. That's a show for the next time. All right, we've got five minutes to roll, so the platform is all yours. And uh, quite a few listeners are asking for your contact details. We'll share it in a short moment. Baki? Yeah, I just want to share two quick stories I mean, in relation to our topic. I mean, for instance, the first story is when I was in London many, many years ago, a guy told me a story about why the Chinese, they always win the Olympics when it comes to table tennis. And everybody in the world wanted to know how they do it. So I'm going to give the short version of it because we don't have a lot of time. And so uh -huh. these guys would go all over the world. They would go there and they asked ask this guru dude to explain how do you guys do it. And eventually they would look at that and the people wouldn't figure it out. And then the guru would say, every kid that you see playing, and it's like these karate movies, you know, with levels and all right. that stuff. Uh -huh. And it's like hundreds of table tennis boards and each one's got some sort of um, tutor, you know, working with the kids. And the funny part is the secret was, I'm giving the short version of it, okay. is that every time the kid hits the ball in, the guy says, good shot. But in Chinese, obviously. And every mm. time that the kid hits against the net or he hits out, the guy keeps quiet. So when the session is finished after an hour and a half, this kid has only heard one word. Good shot. Good shot. So the okay. only thing in his brain is that, I've, I've been playing good, good shot. shot. But he's most probably hit a lot of shots against the net or out. Mm. So therefore, after two or three or four or five years, this kid thinks 
and knows that he's, he's awesome because he's only playing good shots. So the coaches were trained. That was their secret. The coaches were trained to tell the kid every time, good shot. Good we shot, should try good that. Shot. <laughs> so that was their secret. The other little quick story I want to say is this. This guy was working at this factory. And he would walk with a wheelbarrow towards the security. And the security says, what do you have in the wheelbarrow? And it's just like a little box. What do you have in the box? And in the box is like sawdust that he collects from the floor, puts it in the little box, and then he says he's going to take it home because he's making something. And the security would double-check it, and then he, off he goes. And for a whole week he's been doing this. And at the seventh day, the security said to him, you know what? Don't tell me you're still collecting sawdust. And he says, yes, let me check mm. in the box. I don't trust you. And he checked the box, and in the box is sawdust again. Mm. So they're thinking, what the hell? This guy is collecting sawdust. Something's not right. So after 20 days, uh -huh. when the contract was finished, they discovered 20 wheelbarrows were stolen. So the, the, whole, the, the <laughs> principle behind the story is everybody was looking at the box, the sawdust. But this guy was leaving every day with a wheelbarrow. Oh so boy. in life, we have a tendency to always look and avoid the bigger picture. We look, story. we look at the small box. So while you look at other people's you're small boxes, you're missing out the bigger one. You're missing the bigger picture. <laughs> and that's my story. <laughs> Barky, I'm going to squeeze this in, right? We've got two minutes to roll. Deeper Stuart say, always try to do what's right, even if it's against ourselves. A message to me first, she says, a part of our nafs. So many times it's so much easier to join that bandwagon instead of just doing it right. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give an answer. Maybe the, the listener is not going to be happy with my answer, but that is a good comment. But at the end of the day, it is your perspective of your right. At the end of the day, this is the whole idea of the show today was to explain how we can bring the best out of each mm. other. So if your partner, if your cousin, if anybody that you know doesn't do it right, is to make them feel that it's okay. Because at the end of the day, your right is not their right. Maybe they're doing it wrong from your point of view, but it's their way of doing it right. And the whole idea is that maybe there's more rights. Maybe there's not just one right. So at the end of the day, that is the concept of bringing the best out of each other, is nurturing, caring, um, motivating, right. nudging each other to always bring the best out of the next person. On a and, regular basis. And you can't do that if you enforce your right on others and think only you're right. Yep. Final one, and I keep doing this because I just cannot say no to my listeners. Leaders who bring out the best in others listen to what team members are saying and put themselves in their shoes. Good comment. Yeah, I think the end part of that statement is for me more significant. We as a society, we as people, mm. we find it very difficult when we want to resolve things is to put ourselves in the position of our kid, of our fellow worker, of whoever we're talking about. And once you put yourself in the position of somebody else, you will have more empathy to understand where they're coming from. Ten seconds. So you realize that I'll say people who bring out the best in others also reward and recognize good work. And there's also a smart thing attached to this. You know, my kids always used to ask me, maybe I shouldn't say this on the radio, but it's a good They're point. They're listening. <laughs> no, not because of my kids, because of my technique. And, you know, okay. at the end of the day, my kids always ask me, Dad, why do you say this guy's a legend or this guy's quiet? I said, the more you validate others, it becomes impossible for him to talk bad about you. 
Whew, I love that. Die laatste persoon. Five seconds. Shukran for a great program. And I'll miss you during the week, Adila. Ooh. <laughs> and if you can, would like to wish my wife Sumeya an anniversary. Um, so congrats, guys. More questions streaming in. I do apologize. Time constraints. But uh, we'll do it in the next show, inshallah. Barky is always fabulous show. Thank you so much. You can contact Life Coach Barky McCree on 082 three four six five nine seven four that is Barky McCree uh, okay you've dropped the pen pick it up here it goes write it down <laughs> oh eight two thirty four sixty five nine seventy four oh eight two three four six five nine seven four shukran so much and assalamu alaikum all right that is it from me adila fortune done wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and have a fantastic weekend